You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 17th of May. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Faddy to discuss recent developments on the financial markets, with particular focus on the recent actions of central banks and how these have impacted the FX markets. John, it's been two weeks since our last market update, and a lot has happened in this short time frame, especially in relation to central bank actions. Can you give us your thoughts in relation to this, please? Yes, Paul. So we had both uh, the central banks of uh, the Bank of England and the US Federal Reserve meeting in the last uh, fortnight. And uh, just first up, if we look deal with who's chronologically, we had the uh, Fed meeting. Uh, and what we got from the Fed was, as expected, a 50 basis points uh, rate hike. Yeah. So that was very much priced in by markets. And that brought the mid-range of the Fed funds rate, uh, which is the official U.S. interest rate, 2.875%. Uh, but interestingly, uh, the market seemed to pay a lot of initial attention to uh, the press conference where Fed Chair Powell ruled out that the Fed was contemplating a 75 basis points. Uh, rate hike you know in terms of what the market's pricing in it's pricing in another 50 base points in june and another 50 base points in the subsequent meeting uh, but the market had been toying with the possibility that at some stage you got 75 base points but he he ruled that out any reason at that what, what's the main reason for why he ruled that out john well i suppose uh, the fed is looking uh, at the outlook and it probably deems that uh, you know 50 base points increments is enough to get it to the level that it deems it needs to get to to bring inflation uh, back into control uh, you know initially it moved uh, in terms of normally 25 base points yeah. uh, but now it's moving in 50 because maybe the fed itself views it needs a bit of catching up to do yeah in terms of the rate trajectory but it was a bit of a surprise the market reaction to that uh, because the market reacted to the fact that he was ruling out 75 base points. But if you look at everything he said in the press conference, it uh, was very hawkish in nature uh, okay. around interest rates. So initially, we saw actually euro dollar weaken, or euro dollar strengthen, should I say, it went back above the, went from below 105 to back above 105. Uh, but then the subsequent day when the market had a bit more time to digest the meeting, uh, we saw that upward momentum resume in, in the dollar. And where do we see dollar rates going to, John? Uh, well, when you look at what's happened now in the last uh, week or so, uh, markets have pulled back a little bit their rate expectations. Uh, so by the end of the year, the market sees U.S. rates getting close to maybe two point seven percent. Okay, and they see them peaking uh, around the middle of next year, close to three percent. Now, two weeks ago, the market was closer to three and a half percent, where U.S. Right. rates would peak. Okay. So in the last week, we've had a bit of risk aversion in markets. Markets have probably reset somewhat and said. Well, the extent that central banks are going to be increased interest rates is probably lower than it was previously because of the weakening and very uncertain economic outlook. Okay. So that was the Fed. Then the following day, we had the Bank of England, and this is where we saw much more of a reaction okay. uh, on markets. Uh, so the outcome was as expected in terms of the increased interest rates again by 25 basis points, which brings the bank rate to 1%. Uh, but... It updated its growth forecasts or lack of growth forecasts, maybe because it basically sees the UK economy overall this year, uh, an average rate of minus 0.25% and a rate next year of just plus uh, 0.25%. So in terms of their growth forecasts, uh, and the key one is uh, from here, uh, from 23 onwards, they've penciled in a negative growth average in, in 2023 of minus 0.25% and growth of just 0.25% in 2024. Uh, so now the Bank of England didn't use the word recession, but basically for all intents and purposes, 
you know, in the next 12 months, the Bank of England thinks the UK economy will contract. Uh, and really over the next two to three years, what it, those forecasts tell you is it sees stagflation. So a period okay. of negative or zero growth uh, and high inflation in terms of its forecast. But also the key thing was in terms of the, uh, when you look at the policy deliberations that happened within the Monetary yeah. Policy Committee, you know, some members and the Bank of England has been given guidance over the last while of of, of further modest tightening might likely be warranted, will okay. likely be warranted. Yeah. OK, and we've talked about this before. So in the last couple of months, anyways, the Bank of England has been trying to push back against market expectations, yeah. saying the market's expecting too much. Uh, and we'll touch on that in a minute. But at this meeting, the minutes actually showed that the uh Bank of England, some members even thought that giving that guidance of further rate increases was not was no longer warranted. Okay. Uh, so that suggests that, you know, we have a split uh, committee within the Bank of England. Uh, and within that, uh, we have a much less hawkish mantra now uh, from the Bank of England. So on the back of that, we saw sterling uh, weaken. Uh, you know, we saw euro sterling move back up above 85p. Uh, and we saw sterling against the dollar cable. Uh, fall below the 123 level trade down towards uh, 122 so you know sterling in the immediate aftermath sterling lost about one percent and if you look at what the market's expecting the market still is expecting a lot from the bank of england it, it is rates priced in close to two percent by the end of the year so okay. it's currently at one percent yeah. so the market thinks that there's a, at least another 100 base points coming from the bank of england bank of england is trying to tell them that's highly unlikely okay uh, so you know it, it yeah. all depends on how that evolves but the market has come back in its peak. So it now sees UK REITs peaking around two and a quarter percent mid next year. Previously, it was close to two and a half percent. So in the last week, uh, markets have, uh, have you know, kind of reassessed and the outlook for where rates would peak. And the reason they've done yeah, that. What's the reason, John? Is just they're looking at the outlook and they say, well, OK, economies are it was weakening trend coming here now. We had UK GDP last week uh, for Q1 that showed the March uh, that all the growth in Q1 came in the early part of the quarter. In fact, the economy contracted okay. in March. Uh, so markets are looking at what's coming in terms of underlying trends in economies and thinking, okay, maybe central banks won't be able to hike by as much as we'd previously anticipated uh, because growth will weaken substantially that they'll probably have to pause at some stage on that. But I would say that the market still is probably over-aggressive with what it's priced in for the Bank of England, given what the Bank of England themselves are saying. And, and then are you saying, John, there's a risk of, is there a risk of recession on the table then here? Well, yeah, in the, in the UK economy, the, those growth forecasts for the Bank of England have full year next year, the economy contracting over the full year of 2023. And if you look at the 2024 growth forecast, it's growth of just 0.25%. So it's, you know, stagnant growth then. So it's a period of stagflation, basically, okay. is what the Bank of England's expecting. Uh, so the question is then, you know, we've seen how currencies now are, are getting more reactive to the central bank yeah. news flow because there's a lot of uncertainty over, you know, we know the central banks are hiking interest rates, but we don't know to the extent they will hike. Yeah. And at the same time, then markets are coming more concerned that, you know, this tightening monetary policy on top of everything else that's happening uh, could push economies to slow down even more so. So there's an increased policy risk there Grant, uh, in, um, built in now and, and, and concerns on things. A, a, no, a noticeable absence in your conversation so far has been the ECB. But if we just talk about the euro dollar yeah. for a second in terms of the FX movement there, we've obviously seen dollar strengthen down to probably five-year highs, if I have it right, John, um, over the last couple of weeks. Um I mean, what like I mean, ultimately, what's driving that? Is it the difference of interest rates between the two? Is it how the economies are performing? What, what's happening yeah. there in terms so, of that? So, from a dollar perspective, so the dollar has definitely held the upper hand on currency markets uh, over the last uh, 
a couple of months. Mm. Uh, the initial driver of that was what we call interest rate differentials. Yeah. In other words, the Fed has started to tighten policy uh, and tighten it in a fairly aggressive manner. If yeah. you think of in, in May, it was 50 basis points of a hike. Uh, and it's likely to do another 50 base points in June and another 50 base points in, in the following meeting. Yeah. Uh, so that's was a key driver of the initial momentum in the dollar. The second aspect to it was we've had markets become much more nervous, risk aversion, risk off mood to markets. Yeah. And the dollar tends to be sought out at times of risk aversion uh, as a safe haven because it's the most liquid currency. Uh, so that's supported the dollar too. Because if you look at the last six weeks, uh, in on Wall Street, they've had six consecutive weeks of negative uh, returns. Yeah. Uh, so there's much more risk aversion in markets now, much more nervousness. So that's also helped the and dollar. Helped the dollar. So the right. two aspects: the first yeah. and key aspect has been those interest rate differentials. Okay. The second aspect has been that risk aversion. So just to put some levels around it, you know, we've seen euro dollar move over the course of this year from key supports at one o ten, at one ten, one o eight, one six, and last week we saw a test below that key support level yeah. of 104. Yeah. And the reason why that's a key support level, uh, because really between 104, the next move is parity. Okay. So there yeah. is a risk there. Now, it's not our base case that euro dollar does move to parity, there. Yeah. Uh, but it has been testing below it. So last week it traded to a low of, of 103.5. Yeah. It's been back in 2002 was the last time it traded below that level on a sustained basis and, and went below and went to parity and, and below in the period 2000 2002. So that's why we're paying close attention to that 104 level. Yeah, because yeah. there, there is a lot of commentary, John, about it getting down to parity. And as you stated there, like, I mean, the, maybe the AIB house view hasn't changed in terms of your base case. But I suppose it's almost self-fulfilling that, like, if it, if it gets below the one hundred three to one hundred two, then then literally you're only one or two percent away from yeah. The like when you look level, at the so. when you look at the longer term charts, and this is why we look at the levels. You can see what levels are sticky when you look at the chart. Yeah. So if it breaks below one hundred four, there's not a lot of support stop for the currency the there. Yeah. So then it's what could stop it. Uh, so from a euro perspective, what could help to underpin the euro a little bit? Mm. Uh, really, uh, the key thing is is uh, the ECB. Of course. So the next ECB meeting is the 9th of June, and we'll yeah. be talking about this in subsequent podcasts. Uh, but if the ECB was to at least signal rate hikes are coming in July, which is what the market's expecting from the ECB, yeah. then that could help to offer some support to the euro. So that euro dollar pair might start to find some support around 105, 106 on the back of that. Uh but really, the key, from a euro viewpoint, it, it needs the ECB to start to signal that rate hikes are 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 are, are very are, much in the coming. near term. Are, are and can I yeah. ask John, just in terms of the ECB, before I move away from it, is it similar to what we're seeing in the UK and the US, as in what the market expects of rates and what central banks expect of rates? Have that been pulled back a little bit as well on the euro it's, side? It's, so it's it's come back a little bit. So the market thinks a peak of of eurozone rates next year of around one and a quarter percent compared to one and a half. Okay, percent yeah, previously. Okay. So there's a bit of a yeah, yeah. but okay. in the near term, the key thing is, uh, you know, the market's priced in that the bank uh, that the ECB will do at least seventy five base points of tightening this year in the second half of this year. Okay, we think ECB will be very cautious as it tightens policy. Okay. Mm. Now, all this is against the backdrop of central banks are, are trying to deal with higher inflation, inflation surging yeah. inflation yeah. that's proven, you know, continued upward trend, while at the same time they have to balance that with not tightening policy too much, too much to yeah. actually trigger a, a slowdown. Yeah. Uh, but we think the market, it might be hard to realize uh, that 75 base points that's tightening that's priced in this year. You could get maybe somewhere in the region of 50 base points from the ECB. You know, so they might not fulfill market expectations fully by the end of the year. But I think the key thing from a euro viewpoint is, is that ECB is moving away from a negative interest rate strategy. If you think the depot rates at minus yeah. 0.5, yeah. by the end of this year, it might at least 
remove that and back at zero. Yeah. Market thinks it'll be at plus 0.25. We may not get that far, but at least it will mean from a euro viewpoint that interest rate differential versus the Fed is at least not widening any further. I get you. Uh, because obviously the Fed are going to be much more aggressive in their rate hikes, but at least the ECB will start to move to tighten policy, which may underpin the euro well, somewhat. I want to just move on. The last thing I want to touch upon is just the, the North of Ireland protocol and euro sterling. But before I do... Can I just ask you then in relation to to inflation? So is there a general expectation that inflation has peaked? Well, in the US, it looks that way. So uh, last week, we got the uh, latest inflation numbers, and it showed it fall from 8.5% down towards uh, 8.3% year on year. So still at 40-year highs, (laughs) still at record highs, just... but uh, it, it actually didn't fall back by as much as the market expected. Expectations were for 8.1%. The general view in the US is that inflation has peaked. Peach, okay. okay? Uh, it all depends now on, well, how quickly does it fall Fourth. back? Yeah. In the UK, the Bank of England don't expect inflation to peak till the fourth quarter of this oh, year. Okay. Okay, because yeah. of different... Uh, components that are at play there in terms of planned uh, energy price increases from the energy providers in the UK. And what about Europe, John? Uh, so in the Eurozone, inflation is still on an upward trend. So it may be towards mid-year before we start to see the peak there. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it might be in the second half of the year. But again, one thing that's surprised to the upside to the last 12 months has been inflation. Yeah. So even though it starts to fall back, the question that then is as to what extent does it fall back? Okay, the energy price shock is 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 starting will start to come out of those year on year calculations, but it's the other aspects in terms of uh, higher food prices in the yeah. second half of the year, yeah. you know, prices elsewhere in the economy. So it all depends then as to what extent inflation does start to fall back okay. on that. So that's the big uncertainty. Yeah. So that's why, you know, when you look at market expectations uh, and versus the central banks, you know, where the Fed is and where the market's expecting, the market expectations are probably more closely aligned to the Fed. Bank of England market seems to be overly aggressive versus yeah. what the Bank of England's saying. Uh, and also the market from a European perspective, ECB, is it probably does seem to be, it looks as if it could be hard uh, for those rates that are expected to be yeah, realized, to realize, okay. given that the ECB continues to say, okay, rate hikes, we will tighten policy once QE ends, which is expected to end in early Q3. Yeah. Uh, and they've said rate hikes could happen within a matter of days, weeks, or months thereafter. Yeah. But they continue to say, but it will be a gradual pace. Okay, that's a great summary, John, for the three central banks. The last thing I want to ask you, which I touched upon there, Euro sterling, as I look at it for the last couple of months, John, and, and even go back a few years, it's been very subdued even though I suppose tensions between Dublin and London are probably at a high point for the last couple of years, just in relation to the North of Ireland protocol. I mean, can we expect some volatility in Euro sterling in the weeks to come, do you think? Or? Yeah, so as you say, it's been in fairly tight range bound over mm. the last while. You know, you know, once, uh, you know, what we've seen is a bit of weakness to sterling come in. Now, the key driver of that was that Bank of England update yeah. where they're much less hawkish uh, yeah. on the outlook. So if you think of where we are in Euro sterling now, around 85p now if you look at where we started the year we started the year at 84p now we did trade down below 83p uh, earlier on Mm. uh, this year Uh, but at the moment uh, sterling biggest impact was from that bank of england thing just on the specific things around the northern Ireland protocol obviously this is very much a political issue of course so it's very hard to judge how that could materialize and and the key thing is is like the northern Ireland protocol relates to trade between uh, northern ireland and Great Britain. Yeah. But obviously, uh, the tensions there uh, do risk the overall agreement between the UK uh, and the EU. Now, that's the risk is around whether, you know, this issue uh, drags into more tensions around the overall thing. So we haven't seen sterling 
reactive that much to it. To it yeah. Obviously, if there was moves which have been muted by the UK government to override the protocol yeah. with their own domestic laws in yeah. the UK Parliament, then that would up tensions and then tensions start to ramp up in the overall yeah. agreement thing. So from that point of view, that could be a negative for Sterling. Sterling already has enough to deal with at the moment, given the outlook for the UK economy. Yeah. So when we look at euro sterling, you know, we still see it fairly narrow range bound trading. Uh, but as we move towards this year, you know, at the moment, you can probably for the second quarter, you know, it's it, you could put it down to, you know, fairly narrow range trading. If you move into the third, second half of the year, probably trading 83 to 89p trading range. Okay. So the midpoint yeah. of that is getting up towards maybe 86, 87p. Uh, okay. And what will drive that is there's likely to be headwinds to sterling because of the much weaker uk yeah. economic outlook and then what will help the euro is obviously the ecb in the second half of the year expected to hike interest, hike rates. interest rates but yeah. we still see fairly narrow range trading there at the moment you know just to sum up what we talked about on currency markets at the moment the key thing is is that the dollar is very much to the fore and it holds the upper hand at the moment and it has upward momentum uh, so that's why uh, you know we keep an eye on key levels uh, when we look at euro against the dollar, it's that 104 level. Yeah. Uh, and you look at cable in terms of where it is at the moment against the dollar, you know, 122 is, you know, down to 120 are the yeah. significant yeah. levels yeah. in terms of risks uh, from a cable perspective uh, as it, or in terms of sterling against the dollar. Okay. Uh, John, many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. To stay up to date with latest market developments, please subscribe to AAB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.